Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. Of course, we're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single night at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube for all of our other heat programming. We have a bunch of Dolphins programming coming up soon, so make sure you check that out. We're close to 13,000 subscribers. We got a new initiative that's going to be pretty cool. We're going to be announcing here in the next couple of days. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. Brady Hawk toiling every day, writing 16 articles. Make sure you check all of them out. They don't have a paywall. And also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You got to be playing prize picks. We just started a new prize pick show. Myself, David Friedman, and David Ebersol on the channel. Use that code five. Use the code five to play daily fantasy every single day on the NBA playoffs. You can also do it on MLB, MLS, NHL, and everything else that's going on in sports. Pair players together. Do the power play. Do the flex play, depending on how much you want to bet and how deep into it you want to get. So play prizepicks.com. But I always say this. Use that code five. F-I-V-E for prizepicks.com, and you will get a bonus. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Kids, don't cut yourself shaving. If you're watching this on YouTube, that's what that is. I don't want to bleed out during the program. Here is today's floor plan. We've got Greg Sylvander. We've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And we've got Adam Barai. I don't know where you can follow him these days, but it doesn't really matter. All right, let's get to it, right? We all agree on that. All right, this is going to be a heavy kind of news nugget episode. That's why we have Adam here. Uh, make sure you check out our Down Bad episodes, the last two episodes we did. Down Bad in the front court, Down Bad in the back court. Who are some players that the Heat could look at to try to rejuvenate their careers? None of you really liked any of the options. And so we're going to move to what's actually going on right now. Um, I'm going to start today. Uh, here are some things I've heard, okay, um, from more than one source, which is typically the way that I do this. Uh, some of this we've discussed before. Um, and so this is just an update for people who have followed this. One is we reported uh, about 10 days ago that the Heat are prepared to offer Jimmy Butler the max extension, the max max, the four-year max. Uh, they don't have hesitations about this. They want Jimmy to be, you know, a fulcrum of the organization going forward. So for people who had concerns about that, that is going to be offered. And at some point this offseason and Jimmy Butler, my understanding is going to take it. Okay. So that's where we start. Okay. Jimmy Butler and the extension. The second thing is we talked a lot about how there are two players that they're building this organization around Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. My understanding is that has not changed. Those are the two core players. Anybody else who's described as a core player is not really a core player. They could be, but they're not necessarily a core player. Now, where does that leave Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn? My understanding is the Heat are prepared to allow Kendrick Nunn to test the market. With Duncan Robinson, they're likely going to try to get a deal done before he goes out into the market. I think it will some come in somewhere in the $15 million a year range, maybe a little bit higher than that. I can tell you that in terms of highest priority, Eric Spolstra built his offense in large part around Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson is a huge priority for Eric Spolstra. And I believe that 
that is going to be accommodated and that Duncan Robinson is going to be retained, or at least the Heat are going to attempt to retain him before he hits the market. Where does that leave Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero could be back, uh, but also Tyler Hero could be moved. And we're going to discuss uh, with Adam and, and Greg and, and Alex here whether that's a smart thing to do this offseason, but I would not declare Tyler Hero a core player right now. I, I think he could be, but I would not put him in that category. And remember, the Pat Riley press conference when he started it, he talked about two core players. When he was asked about Tyler Hero, he added him as a core player. That's different from the way he set the agenda in the press conference. The other thing that I've heard is that he are going to try to add a big this offseason, and that is a Pat Riley priority, and that should not surprise anybody. Now, we talked about some bigs uh, in the last episode, our down big bigs, our down bad bigs. Uh, we mentioned some names. I have heard Stephen Adams is a possibility, um, one of the names that we discussed. Another name that I would watch, however, is Andre Drummond, who finished the career, his not his career, but his season last year with the Lakers. Didn't work out so well. The Lakers had promised him a starting job. Remember, there were some issues there in terms of Marcus All believing that he should be starting. A lot of Laker fans believe that Marcus All or maybe even Trez, you know, Montrez Harrell should be starting. Um, but Andre Drummond is still on the Heat's radar. That's my understanding. That doesn't rule out Dwayne Dedman, but adding a big who could start next to Bam, not necessarily start because we know Eric Spolster likes to go smaller uh, and play kind of wings at the four spot with Bam at the five, but someone who could start will be a priority uh, for Pat Riley, even if it is, you know, part of, or maybe all of an, ex an exception, like the mid-level exception. Um, the other thing that I've heard, and we're going to discuss this going forward from an NBA perspective, and this is from more than one person. Um, I would watch what's going out on in Portland. Uh, the Blazers got eliminated in the first round uh, by the Nuggets. Um, two different things are happening there. One is they're conducting a coaching search. Uh, Chauncey Billups, uh, Becky Hammond, Don Staley, Mike D'Antoni, some of the names that have been mentioned out there. I would not be surprised, and I don't have any information that they've done this at this point, so aggregators stand back. I would not be surprised, though, if they put Eric Spolster on their radar uh, for more than just head coach. We all know that the ties that uh, Spolster has to that area. We all know that his father worked in that front office at one point, obviously different group and everything else, but I would not be surprised if he ends up on their radar. That's, that's all I can say. I'm not there. No offer has been made, nothing along those lines. Please don't aggregate it that way, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's on their radar. I also don't have any indication that Eric Spolster is looking to leave the Miami heat. In fact, I've heard the opposite uh, from sources that I've checked with here over the past 24 hours. But I just want to throw that out there. The other thing to watch with Portland is the Dame Lillard situation. Um, and, and how do I quite put this? Uh, Dame has been one of the most loyal people in the entire NBA as far as wanting to stay with his franchise. He's not asking out at this point. I know that for a fact. But I will say that the door is more cracked open from what I've heard than it has ever been during his tenure in Portland. And that a lot of it is going to be based on what happens with the coaching search, which has been reported in some circles, uh, and also what happens generally with the organization. I can also tell you, though, that if Dame Lillard leaves Portland, one of the places that I've been told would be attractive is Miami. Whether you can make a deal happen <laughs> is an entirely another question. Okay. That's what we've got. Uh, who wants to jump in? Sheesh.
Wow. It's hard to follow that. Where do we start? So what was the first thing you said here? Let's we might try have to, to organize this. Yeah, I know. Sure. I organized it on a pad. You did yeah. organize. So let's go back to the top Dolphins of that meeting pad. before I came on. So the Jimmy Max extension that, that I feel like we all felt like that was happening. So we can move on from that. That's not much conversation. Um, but the Duncan thing I think is really interesting. So there's almost like, it, it's almost like, uh, uh, I'll scratch your back, but then I'm going to make sure my back gets scratched as well in terms of taking care of Duncan, but then going and getting a big, uh, I find that super interesting. Uh, Andre Drummond would not be at the top of my list, but you know how they circle back to guys that they were interested in and they were interested in, uh, in, in Andre Drummond that was reported outside of our network. Yes. Um, so that's also interesting to me, although I think I would prefer Dwayne Dedman. I may look stupid for saying that. 12 months from now, but that's where I stand today. Um, my initial reactions on all the other stuff, I, I, I want to pause and give someone else the, the chance to jump in here so I don't just uh, ramble for the next 15 minutes because, man, there's some meaty stuff to unpack there. Um, Alex Adam, who wants to jump in? Alex, you go first, and we'll see what Adam adds to this. It's hard to, like, pick about, you know, what to talk about here because I think the Kendrick and Duncan stuff kind of falls in line with, I think, kind of what you would imagine they would do is that they would be a little bit more willing to see what Kendrick can get out of the market. Whereas Duncan, it's like, you know how valuable he is to the offense. Like he's talked about before. It seems like that's somebody you you want to wrap that up with, uh, you know, quickly and not let it, you know, uh, blow over and get even worse <laughs> money wise. I feel like they can work something out before he, he gets to the free agent market there. Now, as far as all the other stuff you dropped in there, like I, I first of all, you like pleading with aggregators to not aggregate your stuff when you know you have some like gold on you is hilarious. And it's not it, gold. It's silver. I, because they're not going to aggregate correctly. That's yeah. That's the whole thing. Like you, you yeah, know, how you led with get the aggregated in the morning. You were totally transparent about all this stuff. I don't think that anybody couldn't necessarily maybe have seen the Spolstra stuff coming. Um, I think that if they were you, to get it, you, you don't, you don't think so. Like, again, nothing's happened to my understanding. Like I, I don't, my, my, I'm not reporting and I want to be clear on that. I'm not reporting that anything has happened for sure. You're surprised that they would have interest. I always felt they would have interest. No, no, no. The, openings, the exact right? opposite. I'm saying that I don't think it's a surprise. I think that okay. we could have forced, like we could have foresaw that that would be, a place, a landing spot for Spo had he ever disconnected from Miami. But, uh, you know, when I kind of poked around on this today, I was told that like, you know, money won't be the factor. Like they, they want to keep Spolstra in Miami. I know he loves it there. You talk about Portland being home. I mean, he's been in Miami in the video room since 96 or right. whatever. I mean, it was before that actually. Um, so I, I don't know. I I'm less worried about the Spolstra stuff and the Dame stuff is really intriguing. Let's go to the Dame stuff, uh, Adam, from a league perspective here. Uh, what is your understanding? Because there's a couple different reasons why I've been led to believe that Dame would be open to leaving at this point. I think you've heard some of the same reasons. I don't want to get into a ton of the specifics to kind of throw, you know, some people out there right now. But like, what is your understanding kind of where he is? I mean, from what I was told a few weeks back was basically exactly what you just said. The door is now cracked a little bit open. Not that it's wide open, not that there's anything eminent, not that there's a trade request coming, but it's always been that the door was locked shut, you know, when the key thrown away. 
but now the door is a little bit open. Now other teams could be, you know, coming in and, you know, sniffing around on the situation. But outside of that, there's nothing going on. Um, I do think that it's interesting that we saw a report a few days ago that Dame is willing to look at uh, what Portland does this offseason first because we've seen time and time again with James Harden, with Kyrie a few years ago, that these players request trades after the offseason really completes, and it takes a lot of teams out of the running. So that could have an effect on Miami and their pursuit of, um, say, Kyle Lowry. The great point. Mm-hmm. And I do want to mention one thing here again on the, on the letter thing, because we're going to talk about this in the Lowry context, because to get back to Kyle Lowry, the interest is still strong. Uh, nothing has changed there. Like, I, I still believe that the most likely scenario for the Miami Heat this offseason is that Kyle Lowry is their new point guard. I, I st- if you were asking me to put money on it right now, that's that's still where I think I everyone on this podcast I think I think we all agree on that. With that with that said, the one thing about Lillard that I can say uh, is that again, watch the coaching situation there. Watch the coaching situation because if there are certain guys, and this is not including Spolstra, obviously, this is the, the candidates that have been publicly announced. Okay, or we know Dan Tony's interviewing there. We know Chauncey Billups, um, but just watch it because if if you see candidates that don't go there that you thought might go there. That usually gives you an indication that the player they would be going there to coach may want out of the situation and may not be available to coach. And I bring you back to 2014, and this was reported by Levitard, but also, you know, I spoke to Pau Gasol about this directly in a locker room in Columbus before a Bulls-Cavs preseason game where I said to him, what happened with Miami? Because he signed a course with the Bulls. Um, and he said, he didn't say that LeBron told him I'm leaving, but he, LeBron did tell him, Powell told me specifically, he said, LeBron told me, I don't know that I'm staying. It's different, a little bit of difference in terms of nuance, but he said, don't come necessarily because of me. Um, and that we all know that Gasol ended up signing with the Bulls and, and obviously LeBron was gone. Um, Adam, before we get to a, a quick break here, you got one thing. Yeah, for anyone that's listening and really, really likes Damian Lillard and likes the potential of him being moved, you need to watch Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Yes. Just, just oh, watch no him. No question. Just enjoy his reporting and just that's that's all you that's all you got to say. No, well, I mean, look, I've said it before, and I, I'm friends with Chris. Uh, I, I mean, I covered the Cavs with Chris in his first year in Cleveland. You know. Uh, and obviously developed a relationship with the clutch folks and everything else. And Chris has done very well in his career. And he's now obviously with, you know, TNT and Yahoo. Um, But yeah, Chris, Chris built his career at first with a relationship with Dame Lillard in Portland. And so when Dame wants to say something, he goes to Chris Haynes and I'm, I'm I'm not spilling the beans on anybody here. I mean, Chris is very open about his relationship with Dame and, 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 and Dame is very public with his comments, Dame interacts on Twitter probably more than any superstar in the entire league. So, uh, you know that, but yes, watch Chris Haynes. Absolutely. 1000%, but also watch the coaching candidates. If you see guys who you think would be a good fit with Dame Lillard and they turn down interviews or they don't end up sort of going to the second interview might be an indication that he's given them an indication that he may not necessarily be there 
Um, I also would watch CJ McCollum too, because obviously that will play into it. All right. We're going to get into the Lowry situation a little more specifically because something Adam mentioned, I think is something we need to break down here before we do want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. And that's our friend, Mark Brown. You can find him at markbrownpa.com. We've told you before about how you get that $295 deal. Uh, when you're, you're selling your house you're, or, or whatever you're doing, you need to work with a title company. He's got a title company right there in house in his law firm, right there in North Lauderdale, just North of Cypress Creek off of Andrews, but also, you need to do some estate planning. This is the guy that you go to. He's also a huge Heat fan, Dolphin fan, so you can talk to him about all that stuff. And more importantly, he'll get your affairs in order here. If you're young with a family, you need to meet with him so you can set up plans for your kids if anything unfortunate ever happens. If you're older with a family, it's important you meet so your family can avoid disputes when you eventually pass. So Mark Brown, PA, again, a small firm, allows them to be focused on their clients and they remain always available. Additionally, they work with a ton of real estate with their title company, as I mentioned. So they're experts in handling land or property assets. So it's markbrownpa.com. That's with a C, M-A-R-C, brownpa.com, 954-566-5678. That's 954-566-5678, 954-566-5678. Markbrownpa.com, estate planning, and also a title company right there in house. All right, let's let's get to Adam what you were talking about with with Lowry and and Lillard because we have seen in recent years that the Heat sometimes will wait uh, for for the big kill, right? And in 2010 that worked, right? Like they they didn't take on some assets. Lamar Odom, they almost did it. <laughs> Lamar said no, but they didn't take on some players who could have helped Dwayne during what turned out to be his absolute prime, right? Because they were waiting for this score in 2010, this grand plan that Andy and Pat had kind of charted and it worked. They got the best player in the world and they got, you know, a top 15 player and they were able to retain their own top 10 player. Um, we've also seen it not work this last off season. They made a decision not to go with years with Jay Crowder, who's now in the Western conference finals or anybody else. And to wait for Giannis, which turned out to be a pipe dream that ultimately didn't happen. Um, how would you evaluate? Like if, if Kyle Lowry says to you, I'm ready to come. And you're like, well, I want to see what Dame's going to do. Like how did the heat handle that situation? Well, it's, it's tough because if you, if you look at what their plan was for 2021, it was save as much cap as possible so that you could have a chance at a Paul George, at a Kawhi, at a Giannis. And obviously all those guys are, are almost gone, uh, sans Kawhi. But with Kyle Lowry, it's really interesting. We've seen in the past few years with James Harden, with Kyrie Irving, like I mentioned earlier, these guys waited to see what their teams did and then asked out. And by then, a lot of those teams that would have been in the running were not because they don't have the cap space. They just signed a guy in the same position. So what do you do? Do you sign a Kyle Lowry who says, I'm ready to come right now? Or do you wait for the pipe dream? Because it's still a pipe dream of Damian Lillard. And would you even have enough to get Damian Lillard? So I think the way you have to approach it is you straight up ask whoever is closest to Dame, is this realistic? And if the answer is no, you sign Kyle. But they had a relationship, a working relationship with the agent 
for Giannis through Bam, and still agents agents have other agendas. I I understand that. Trust me, I get that. Okay, I've been working with agents for twenty five years, uh, but I'm just saying. I mean, they have other agendas when they're giving me information. I know that. Okay, you know when you're being used, but I'm just saying, like, I mean. If they were ever going to be plugged into a situation, that was the one they were going to be plugged into, right? And so I, I... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'll ask this. Let, let's just look from a basketball perspective. Okay. Uh, how, how, Alex, do you get Dame Lillard with the lack of assets that you have? I mean, they, they don't, right? I mean, unless he, unless he was to say, I'm only going to play in Miami. And even then, like, does Portland, I mean, he's been very good to Portland, but I mean, that's a big ask. Yeah. Like, I mean, the only assets you have, the other, thing, the other point I want to make, and I should have made this point in the beginning, they're going to retain Duncan Robinson. That's my belief. Or in other words, they're going to sign him, but it doesn't necessarily mean they'll keep him, if that very makes sense. Figure. In other words, right? I mean, I, right. I, so, I, I don't think they're going to let that. And again, I, I hate calling players assets, but like, they're not going to let that asset go. I don't believe. Okay. I just, I just don't. I, 40% I think three point shooters always have value. Absolutely. So I don't think they're just going to let Duncan walk, but that does not necessarily mean they wouldn't include Duncan in a deal to get, to get Dame Lillard. But even with that, yeah. like Tyler hero and Duncan Robinson and what I, I don't, I mean, you don't have any picks. Well, I mean, look, I think that's you got to start with that, right? I think I love that point that you're making there that just because they signed him doesn't mean he won't be traded. And that's why I, I've always been for signing him just because I think, you know, I see the value that he brings to this team. Uh, and I think he could bring that a similar value to, to a bunch of other winning teams. He's that good. He's that elite at what he does. And specifically that whatever figure he decides and the Heat decides to sign him at, it's going to be extremely tradable. Like you need those big numbers if you want to trade for guys to surround your two best players. You can't just have Jimmy and Bam being, and I know this is a point Adam has made a million times, but it's it's really true. It's You can't just have Jimmy and Bam being your only two big contracts if you're trying to also, you know, add and be a, a trade team. And to me, like, that's where putting a guy like Duncan, it becomes available, it becomes a thing. Obviously, Tyler, you got to try to see if you could figure something out with, with the, I think, the player options that we talked about in the past. And just try to see if you can find other ways through outside teams. I know we've talked about OKC in the past to try to pick up some other picks. I know there's a there's a certain point also this offseason where they're going to have more available picks to trade, I believe. I don't know exactly when that point is, but I just think they're going to have to be looking down these roads where it's like everything you can to try to add Dame because that's he's absolutely worth it. He's that type of caliber. But it's just I don't know how you balance that line you know, in the short term, while you're also pursuing Lowry, he might be pursuing you. So I just think it's, you know, like what Adam said, it's do your best to do some, you know, I think the heat, the heat would get priced out. That's out. what's going to happen, guys. Right. Like, unfortunately, some other team's going to come along that Dame will um, 
it needs to like, be perfect circumstances, right? It's got to exactly. be exactly. Like I feel like um, what's that? The phrase with the bird in the hand instead of whatever in the bush. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Jimmy Lowry, bush, if he yeah. wants to come, and Jimmy, that's his buddy. Like I don't think we should overthink that part of it. But the timing does not lend itself to Miami kind of playing that game successfully. Portland is not gonna deal him unless they get an All Star, a fringe All Star type player to headline the package, right? Like, yeah. wouldn't they need like at, at the very least, like let me throw this name at you, like wouldn't they need at the very least a Ben Simmons, like like right? Jalen Brown name. in three firsts? I'll right? throw another name at you, a Bam Adebayo. Right, that's what they would go after. Right, right, right. exactly. And uh, and to, to that point, to that point, every team in the league has enough assets to complete almost any trade except whether or not except for <laughs> sure maybe, <laughs> it just depends on whether or not pick, you Adam, want to do it yeah well that's right well, but and the one thing here is the good faith that has been built up with dame in that organization i do think that they will take into consideration where he wants to be if that ultimately is where they go I'm not so sure that they want a bona fide all-star in return. Actually. I think that like that fringe younger player that is going to become an all-star because like they're going on a, for a full rebuild. So, they... so are you thinking, but again, they're not a free agent destination. So you're thinking more of a, like a Paul George to get a Sabonis and, and Oladipo type move, right? Like two guys who became all-stars in Indiana, right? But, yeah. Like but hero not... and out of bio. Right. Um, you know what? This is such a good question. I really do want to get into the Spo stuff in our last five minutes, but I want to open the next segment um, with the BAM question because I, I, I think that's really interesting here and controversial. Uh, before we do, though, I'll tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Our friends over at Therapist Preferred. If you need some recovery after this episode, this is where you go. This is a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people, 100% THC-free and third-party lab verified. All the products are made in the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. But again, it's THC-free, so you're not going to fail a drug test. Don't worry about it. The most popular products are the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, and the green apple gummies. And again, use the code five reasons. They've upped the promo all the way up to 25% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders. Again, that's five reasons, 25% off your order. I just did it this week. It's real simple. You just enter the code there when you go to the checkout page and you get 25% off plus free shipping. So it's the code is five reasons at therapistpreferred.com. Let's do this quickly. Would you include Bam Adebayo in a deal to get Dame Lillard? Adam. Yes, if I get someone else in return. If I get someone else that is a star. Uh, you see, I've, I've said it a bunch already. And I've, said it, I've said it a bunch already, and I'm going to say it again. This summer will tell me if they're building around Jimmy or Bam. And to me, it sounds like they're building around Jimmy. So if you're going in that direction, I need a Dame-type player and if you're going to give Bam up, I need somebody else to come with Dame. Who, though, on that team? I mean, I, Nurkic? I don't even yeah, know. You still have the is. space. You still have cap space. I mean, CJ. 
No, no, it doesn't have to be from Portland. You still That's have cap space yeah, to do something to else. Go elsewhere. Yeah. You're saying that it has to be another player as well. Right. You're basically punting on oh, your entire okay. future if you're sending out a bio out. You know right. what I mean? So, like right. at that point, you better be ready to go up against Brooklyn. And you're also, you you're also, yeah. When, you can't have anyone saying like, "Oh, well," but there's still a couple pieces away from the <laughs> Nets and the Lakers. Like, no, 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 no. no. If you're gonna sacrifice the future to that level you better be damn ready to have like a, a heat index on ESPN again. <laughs> Everything should be on the table. The whole cupboard should mm. be gone. It, it, if it, you're dealing bam. It, well, it, I mean, if you're dealing bam, it is, I mean, that, that is the whole cupboard. Yeah. I mean, that is the cover. I mean, that's, and that's when, the one player. I, I love that Adam mentioned, like, we're going to find out who the team is building around because I had heard recently that if this team, if, if the organization was taking its cues solely from Bam Adebayo from a team building perspective, uh, the number one target on his list would be De'Aaron Fox, I yes. was told. Mm-hmm. A lot of point guard talk, huh? No. Speaking of point guards, watch TJ McConnell. Okay, yeah, you know what? We're going to close the episode by going around with some information. But, Alex, I'll just let you do it. But you got 30 seconds because I want to get to the Spo thing here. <laughs> I feel like this could have been 12 episodes. This is all going to get aggregated. Real quick here, would you trade Bam to get Dame Lillard? Bam is absolutely, you know, like somebody I would want to keep under every circumstance. Just yes. answer it, Dame yes or no. Would you trade Dame is the type of guy you trade Bam Thank for, you. but I'm with Adam. I'm with Adam, man. You got to get everything back. You got to go all in. You better not just have an empty roster around those and, two guys. You got to go and, all in. Right. And I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it. If you're just getting Dame, right. I need a third guy to the, come in by, by that end, by the way, by that same logic, I would also think Dame would want Bam on this team. If he's coming over here, like if he's Agreed. leaving Portland after all that talk about how he, he was in a state there forever and all that, like mm-hmm. I, I would imagine he wants to play with the two guys who got him to the finals. But this gets, this gets to the Shaq Dwayne thing. Remember 2000, uh, 2004, the meeting where supposedly Riley was thought he was getting recruited out to, you know, coach the, or run the Lakers or whatever, coach the Lakers. And the Shaq conversation comes up and Shaq, you know, it was clear Shaq was coming, but Dwayne had to be here. Everybody else could leave, but Dwayne had to be there. I wonder if that's where we're at with Bam or again, if it's more of a Jimmy question, when you mentioned TJ McConnell though, Greg, that's another Jimmy guy. I mean, it's, it's right. So that's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's another Jimmy guy. Uh, I do want to close here though, with the Spolster thing, if we can, um, again, I'm not reporting that an offer has been made or even an offer is being prepared. I've just heard that it's an idea that's been bandied about. Um, and it's an, when I've heard this from two different people, it didn't surprise me that again, because it, that's who I would make a run at if I were them. I mean, that's why, right? I mean, you want somebody to run your organization who's had success and is from that area, has has a family history in that organization. Um, I, I would I would certainly at least test the waters here a little bit. Uh, but again, I'm not saying that that he's going anywhere. And again, I've consistently heard that he's committed to the organization for the long term. But this does raise an interesting question, and maybe it's a question that we'll get into more in another podcast. Do they need to, in your view, clear a path for Eric Spolstra beyond coaching? Because he has been now on the road for a lot of years. He's got two young children. Um, He looked spent to me during the white side years. And then I thought that he rejuvenated himself with this group, with Jimmy, with the bubble and everything I've heard is consistent with that. But do you need to clear a path and how do you clear a path when you've got such a, if he ever wants to go to the front office, when you've got 
basically an all-star team and nobody's left. Like that people left the coaching staff. Fizz left the coaching staff. Juwan left the coaching staff. Dan Craig left the coaching staff. Adam Simons had opportunities is still there, right? Chet, I thought retired five years ago is still there. Shane had opportunities still there. Andy obviously has a, has a significant and prominent role. Um, and then there's Nick and there's Mickey and there's Pat. Like, <laughs> Do you, need to, do you need to clear a path for more if for I, him to have more of a voice? If I would have had one question to Pat uh, on that presser and I raised my hand a couple of times and then took it down. Cause I just, I was too far back in the queue is uh succession planning. Like, I really think that that's a topic that, um, that the, the fans kind of almost deserve a little bit of a viewpoint, like not, not a, an opinion at all, but like a little bit of a, of a look, see into what that looks like going forward and who are the guys that are going to be the, the chief decision makers, because like, truthfully, the allure of Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg, like th those guys have become like mythical figures now. And so it's a little difficult to envision them ushering any of them out. Um, I would imagine Nick Arison wants a say at some point, but I, I truthfully believe that if it came down to giving Spolstra um, as much control as he would get anywhere else, they would find a way to get that done. Don't you guys think that? How do they do am, it am I overplaying that? Am I overselling it? Uh, but how, how do how do they do? I mean, that's that's my question, Adam. How do they do it? Like, I mean, they have. Well, I I think the more important thing is getting a successor to him as a coach. If if you mm -hmm. let him pick the successor to him as a coach, you're in business. And we've heard in the last few years that if you're in a room with Spo and Pat Riley, the last few years it's been Spo that's been selling the players more so than mm -hmm. Pat Riley. So I think it's already there, you know, if, if Spo wants it. So for to me, it's all about coaching. If you can find a successor to him, you're golden. But they don't have a successor on this staff now. That's why no. that's why Spo's got to keep coaching. I mean, if they had to pick one, it would be Quinn. Right. Well, and Chris I, is Chris is in the lead spot, but I, I don't know if he's I don't, I don't know if he's, if he's you that way. You're going to throw point. Quinny to, to Jimmy in a in a winning situation like this. Oh, gosh. Well, I, I mean, I, I thought Jawan was the successor. That's what I thought. You know, I mean, Fizz left. He went to two different places and they they obviously helped him get the Memphis job and they told him not to take the Knicks job. Um, and, and I still think that there could be a path for Fizz to come back, um, you know, but on the staff currently. And then Jawan leaves for Michigan and obviously Dan, Dan Craig, you know, left for what, you know, more of a voice and more of a path with the Clippers. It's not, it's, it's like not Dan a, Craig knew that that thing was going to be a dumpster fire in the end. And he's going to get to slide right in well, as a might, head coach. He might, he should get some look <laughs> somewhere else. I just, I, I, I just realized we don't even need to talk about this. The successor's already on the team. It's UD. Oh man. <laughs> He doesn't want to coach. He's made that pretty damn clear. He does not. He does not want to. They can grab Luca. Uh, does anybody else have any other things they want to add here? Because I feel like this podcast is not that it's gone off the rails, but it's uh, we 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 tackled probably enough for five here. Well, I, I guess the one thing that we can we can mention is, are you gutting the entire team for? What would be the two years, three years of Kyle Lowry, and if? What does gutting the team mean? Does that mean Tyler, Precious, they're all gone? And if so, how do you navigate that? I know it's a loaded question, but it just it's a question that they have to be asking themselves right now. Are you 
getting rid of, in a sense, Tyler and Precious because you're not trading them for Kyle. And if you're moving them, what are you moving them for? But, but why are we? Why are we even throwing? I, I mean, no disrespect. You know, any sentence that starts with no disrespect includes disrespect. But why? Why are we including even Precious? I, is there even a path for Precious on this? Team? Honestly, like, I, I don't. If he's not going to play with Bam, like what are we even talking about? It, I mean, if you if you want me to take a guess, just a random shot, I think Precious is in Toronto. Well, we've talked about yeah. that before. No, yeah. like in the sign and trade that I've always envisioned, right. Precious has been one of the guys that yeah, they I like thought him. would go back there. It, they, just, they it like makes him. sense. We, we've reported that. Um, I don't think they got the roster for Lowry at all, and I don't think, Adam, that that's what you were insinuating. No. But but I think what your larger point is, is like if you're going to go with this Jimmy-Kyle thing for the next three years or whatever it, it ends up being, because I do think a three-year deal is going to be what Kyle's trying to get and maybe a team option on that last year. But – um. Like at that point, you kind of don't have time to wait around for any of these young guys. So it's like, what, it, what do you do and how do you navigate that? Hero is at his lowest value. So like Ethan, when you talked about him mm. potentially not being here, I find it difficult for them to not go into next season and have the ability to he's try to reach. He's not on Jimmy's clock. Yeah, that's just and true. He's not, he's not on Jimmy's clock. I, that's, I, I just, that, that's why I keep coming back to this. And we've talked about it. Jimmy mentioned him a lot. In the post games in the first year, Tyler Tuesday was none of that the second year. And I'm just saying he's not on Jimmy's clock. I mean, I, it's not not to say he can't become a really good player in the league or that he couldn't become a good player here. But Bam is more on Jimmy's clock. Bam is further along. Bam is a little bit older. Bam has, you know, all-star experience. I, I just I if you're going with Jimmy Butler, which is what they're doing, they're maxing out Jimmy. Then it's like you said, if, if they were building this thing around BAM right now, it would be De'Aaron Fox, it would be a younger type piece. They're they're going in for Jimmy. That's that's everything that I'm sensing is that's where they're headed. And that is that's, that's Kyle problem, Lowry. Though. What's that? That's the problem. If you're going all in on 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 Jimmy, Tyler Hero's not making a lot of money. I know. There's not a lot of contracts out there that you can match that'll be on Jimmy's timeline. Yeah. So they're they're in a tough the other spot. Question, the other you question is you got to opt in on these guys. Is can they and maybe they can because none of the the Nets never have more than one of the big 3 at a time <laughs> or two. But like can you beat the top teams in the East with another podcast entirely which we've kind of done, but can you beat them with Jimmy Butler as your centerpiece right now? Um yeah. you know and that next two it, years I think you can. I really okay. do. Well, if you're talking about beating Philadelphia, Milwaukee, uh, you know, and, and Brooklyn, which is primarily where it's at. I mean, I, you know, again, Atlanta, I don't know what that's going to look like and whether they keep Collins and how much they keep developing, but we're really talking about, can they get past those teams? I mean, they have to make that calculation. And then there's the other calculation that, that comes into this, which falls into the Spolstra stuff, which is what does Pat Riley see as his own clock running the organization, which if, if he's looking at himself, even if he's not saying it publicly is maybe two, maybe three more years. Again, I, the biggest lie ever told is that he Pat's going to go retire to Malibu. Right. But like, but, but if he's looking at his own clock is two or three years in terms yeah. of really wanting to run it as a full-time thing and not, then you are on Jimmy's clock. You're on, you're on, I mean, you're trying to go all in now. You're, you're not waiting for bam. Yeah. I know that. 
We got a lot to get through on the next few podcasts. Aggregators, please, please, please. Let me please. let me sneak two in here. Oh uh, no, don't, don't. We gotta have what we have NBA. No, Central no, there's over this. this is it's super small. Uh, okay. TJ McConnell, that's only if they emptied out the backcourt. And mm-hmm. uh, so the last few years, I have dropped some um, unknown names on Twitter of players that you should watch for in the draft. And I have another one now, and I'm not going to tweet it. I'm going to put it on the podcast so that people have to come here to find it. Uh, watch for a shooting guard by the name of MJ Walker out of Florida State. That is a player that the Heat have scouted heavily and will be looking into as an undrafted player to target in the event he makes it past the second round. Great name. Just a couple of players that you've mentioned before, Max Struess and Duncan Robinson. So just if people are questioning the information, uh, there you go. Prizepicks.com. Use the code five. MarkBrownPA.com. Do your estate planning there. Also get your title done uh, if you, you're involved in real estate. And TherapistPreferred.com. 25% off with the code five reasons. All right. Enjoy. Um, we'll see if we have more information the next time. Please quote me accurately. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.